What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Just Friends. As always, I'm your host, Mitchell Embry. And this week, our guest is back by popular demand. She's lovely, she's talented, and she did not want to do this podcast with me. She's my beautiful wife, Miss Sarah Embry. So luckily, the last time I had Sarah on, things went pretty okay. She approved of the episode for the most part. And so she was gracious enough to agree to come back on for another round two episode, The Return of Sarah Embry. And it's a Hallmark episode. It's exciting. It's the very first time ever that we've had cameras set up and operating in the studio that actually captured the entirety of the conversation that we had. Now, here's the deal. I still have some figuring out to do. I still have some editing to do. But I do plan to release video of this podcast on patreon eventually once i've got everything figured out if you're curious about patreon and how to become a patron you need to check out justfriendspod.com there are links there to subscribe to the show which i always forget to ask you guys to do but you definitely should you can listen to all the episodes there if you'd like there's merch there's info about me and just friends podcast and there are links to the patreon page where you can become a patron for as little as five dollars a month and you will officially gain access to the video version of Just Friends Podcast. So this is an exciting new arena that I'm entering into, and I'm looking forward to doing some fun things with it. But guys, we're sitting on an hour and a half of what really turned into kind of a candid sneak peek into the average conversation that Sarah and I have with one another. And let me tell you, we didn't hold back. I say some things about my workplace that I probably shouldn't say, and... Sarah's a pervert, which becomes insanely obvious in this episode. So I definitely think you're going to enjoy listening to it. It's something a little bit different than I've made before, and I'm excited to share with you guys. So I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, I'm pleased to introduce to you my conversation with my beautiful wife, Miss Sarah Embry. How do you feel? Good. Reading an article about COVID-19, though, that's kind of sad. That is sad, but that's a perfect segue to kind of just what I want to talk to you about. Hello. Hey, what's up, girl? (laughs) What was your article saying? Well, this article specifically was about respiratory therapists and how they get overlooked, but how we've really relied on them during the pandemic, which is true. Why do they get overlooked? I think because doctors and nurses are the ones who people think about. They don't think about the people in the background like... RTs and physical therapists who are also doing a lot of work. Oh, I moved a lot. Can you hear me? I can hear you j- just fine, yeah. <clears throat> and your waveform looks great, so you're you're solid. Oh, I have a good waveform? You do. <laughs> sure, you have a good waveform, babe. Girl, you're so sweet. <laughs> I'm, I'm double fisting with coffee and margarita right now. I'm not sure which one to drink first. Do you want to be in- uninhibited or awake more? I mean, I, I want both, don't I? Yeah, but which one do you want more? I'm not sleepy. Then booze. I need coffee because I am sleepy. Yeah, you worked all day. Yeah, if you can, if you can call what I do at work, work. <laughs> it is for about the first three hours until I run out of shit to do. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn. And then you're bored. And then I'm bored, yeah. Today I wrote stand-up comedy. <laughs> nice. It was awesome. It's, it's actually, I got, I'd say I probably got maybe... Five solid minutes now. So you still have downtime at the office. It's just 
you're not here. And I have projects that I am supposed to be working on, and I am working on them, and I'll have them ready by the time that they're supposed to be done. But I want to talk about you. I want to talk about your COVID-19 experience and your, your 2020 experience because you are in the healthcare field. And I know that there was like this big bracing of things at first for a crazy surge that never really happened. And now it seems like it's that's kind of going on, doesn't it? Well, it happened. It just didn't happen in the way people thought it would. They expected like the absolute worst. Luckily, we didn't get there, but it, it there was a surge back in the beginning. Yeah. Our ICU was almost full of COVID patients. I mean, that's a surge. <laughs> that never happens <laughs> with like the flu or, you know, any other virus. But you guys have prepared so much up to that point because it was so much in the forefront of everyone's mind that you felt like you were prepared to deal with it then? I guess it feels different because then everything else was shut down too. Like restaurants were closed and... Every everything else was shut down. There weren't surgeries. There were less people in the hospital. Nurses were furloughed. Not me, not my coworkers, but nurses that I work with in the hospital. Mm-hmm. It felt like the world had y'all's back. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. You were there doing your job, but everybody around you was also doing their job to not be making your job hard. <laughs> and now it doesn't seem like people are doing that and you're full of COVID patients. Yeah. And people are dying left and right. And you got assholes like my bosses who are like, we're we're <laughs> essential to our vendors. Yeah. It's like, suck a dick, bro. People are dying. <laughs> yeah, they don't really have enough reason to be in person, I don't think. Um, Most A lot of places don't. But yeah. a lot of places are choosing to be responsible and they're staying at home, which is, which is good. Yeah. But not a lot of people are, kind of like you were saying. Yeah. And I think, like... People are just kind of like, eh, well, it's just COVID. Like, that's just the thing now. But like, no, it is it is the thing. And people are still dying from it. It's not gone. And nurses and doctors who are dealing with it constantly are exhausted. And they're overworked. And they're, you know, they're frustrating, frustrated too, even more so, I think, than people. Because they're having to take care of these patients. Yeah, that was kind of true, though, before COVID, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, when you say that about healthcare, I mean, we've talked about service industry jobs. Your brother is a police officer. I was a teacher. You're a nurse. Those jobs, the tendency to be overworked and underappreciated is high in those jobs. Yeah. I mean, they're service-oriented jobs, which is part of why I love nursing, because I do enjoy that service aspect of it. That you're helping somebody else. I mean, that's a big draw to it, at least most of the nurses I know. So, yeah, that was going on before the pandemic. But it's just, I guess it is the fact that society is not really recognizing it anymore as being such a big issue like they were initially. But I think initially they were because we didn't know what it was. I think it's more we're just so over it. Yeah. We already struggle as a nation to pay attention to anything for a very long time. <laughs> And so now we've had COVID since February. I haven't had COVID since February. That'd be really bad. The country has had COVID since February. And everybody's just over it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then also, the risk isn't in most people's faces like it is your face. Like, I have friends who have COVID. They're usually young, and so it's not kicking them too bad in the balls, but you see old people dying from it every day, so it's it's more tangible. It's right in your face. Yeah, and not just old people. I mean, I see young people die from it, too, all ages. I choose not to believe that that's true. It's true. I don't want it to be true, so it's not. Most of America, newsflash, most of America is extremely unhealthy. I don't think that's a newsflash. 
I think everybody knows that. If, I think you just have to look down. Most people just have to look down. Like, yeah. If there's a pandemic, it's going to do some damage. Like, it's not just old people. It's average Americans who are, yeah, maybe a little bit unhealthy, but they're also getting extremely sick and sometimes dying from this. But they're also Americans, Sarah, which means they're better than normal well, people. Look, so it's... they're <laughs> immune to viruses. Okay. Don't you know? Is that, is that yeah, what? Yeah, duh. <laughs> I didn't know that's what it meant. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we never started. Are we starting? Oh, we've totally started. We've started. Okay. What did you put in this coffee? Coffee. Yeah. And yep. creamer. That's all? Yeah. It's tasty. I put a lot of that creamer. <laughs> I appreciate that. So, <laughs> we have three bottles of it in our fridge and I don't even drink it. So it's all yours. I know. That's awesome. You bought that three pack. I was like, sweet. Do you, you can't try mine. I was going to offer you mine because it has macadamia nut milk in it. I took a little sip one time of your macadamia nut milk. Did you did you break I out? I didn't have any real reaction to it, no. Has she ever been on the podcast? I don't know. Willow, have you ever been on the podcast, baby? Willow, come here. <laughs> Ooh, this is soft. She loves it because it's soft. Oh, she little wiggled a little wiggle your little butt. <laughs> She's not fat. Guys, our cat Willow has gotten a little fat. And She's I'm, normal size, eleven gonna, pounds. I'm not placing blame. That's on a anybody, normal sized cat. But Sarah got our cat fat. No, I didn't. Definitely didn't. You got our dog fat before I even met you. Winnie just reflects me. She's just an extension of me. So when I'm a little fat, Winnie's a little fat, and that's where we're at right now. <laughs> it's rough. No, I don't love it. Like if you want to know how I'm doing, just ask. Just ask Winnie how she's doing. Winifred seemed happy today. How are she, you doing? I'm feeling all right. <laughs> I'm feeling okay. Yeah, I don't know. COVID, we were talking about it yesterday. Like, I've Who been was? watching you and I were. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about it yesterday. How, like, I, I've been talking about how, yeah, COVID 19's hitting people rough and it's it's got people down and stuff like that. And it obviously is doing that to me, but I'd kind of been ignoring it. <laughs> I'd kind of been ignoring it, but it's definitely. It's definitely putting a damper on things, which is lame. And it's real it really is like the the isolation that makes it hard, the the disconnection from from friends and family. Even though we have had the opportunity to engage with people in that way, it's just like the knowledge that it's not really the responsible thing to do makes you err away from it so it happens less. Mm-hmm. And it was already at a place where it wasn't happening enough before COVID. Well, and I don't know if you feel this way, but it's like after I get together with somebody, I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, what if I gave them COVID? Like, now I feel bad. I feel guilty for hanging out with my friends. And that's not a feeling that is okay. I mean. I don't feel that way because my friends are equally as likely to give me COVID as I am <laughs> to give them COVID. So it's like a fair, it's like an open game. It's like how we don't really buy each other presents for our birthdays. Mm-hmm. Because we offer the gift of not expecting a present on our birthday. That is a gift, actually. That's kind of the same thing. It's like, yeah, you know, if you give me COVID, I'm still going to love you because I'm probably going to give it right back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I guess that's just because I work with COVID patients. So I feel like... Yeah, well, that makes sense. I understand. I could be exposed and not even know it. Right, right. Obviously, I'm not. I wear PPE, but that's a risk, I guess. Get in with OPP. E. No. Mm-mm. You didn't like that one? <laughs> no. Damn. Uh oh, is that the ring? Oh, that's oh, our food. Oh, shoot. Dinner's here. Are you going to go get it? Yeah, let's pause. Take it off. It's not that kind of podcast. 
you do have cameras now. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked about the video aspect, though. I was really, I was really excited when I found those things. The thing that stops me from progressing is fear of spending money. I'm aware you do not spend money well. I hate it. I hate it. I bought those two cameras. Where it was, I bought them on Amazon. Combined, they were about ninety dollars. They're so cheap, and uh, they're doing. I'm super happy with the job that they're. I'm so happy. Good. Now, I mean, could you spend though, like ten bucks on like some underwear that don't have holes in them, maybe? Sarah, <laughs> what I'm trying to build here <laughs> is a narrative that explains that I get the best out of what I buy. And oh. I pride myself on that. So you're gonna sew them back together. Is yes, what you're that's saying. what I'm saying. I literally just sewed a pair, a hole in a pair of pants like two days ago. I'm going to sneakily go in your closet and throw away your pants. Is sneakily a it, word? I won't even have to do it very. Sneakily? (laughs) (laughs) What would you use? I'm going to be sneaky. I'm going to sneak into, I don't know, sneakily. I like it. It's a good word. I can't think of that word. What's that word, though? I'm going to go behind your back and throw away your pants. That's fine. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Only the ones that have holes in them. They're perfectly good pants. (laughs) You okay? You got the vid? Mm. You've learned a lot along the way, though. I mean, you've been doing a podcast for almost a year. I love learning. It's one of my favorite things to do. So that's why I really enjoy it. It's been fun for me. (sighs) Yeah. I love learning whenever I don't have like a test or something at the end of it to like have to pass or have to learn towards. Just learning in general and learning to be better is exciting. You've been studying for your CCRM test. Yeah, I have. Take it in January. Uh How's that going? Probably shouldn't say that. It's going. Why? Just in case you don't? Yeah. Or in case I fail. <laughs> yeah, well, oh well. If you fail, you just do it again. That's true. That actually is true. It's like it's just a test. You just retake it. It's not yeah. a big deal. I don't know why that's such a big deal, but it is. It's anxiety driving. Did you get test anxiety when you were a kid? No, never. See, and I never, didn't... never did I ever get anxiety in nursing school, which was extremely tough. The only time I had test anxiety was when I took my board's exam, my NCLEX, because it was just, there was so much riding on this one test. Yeah. was whether or not I could be a nurse. <laughs> and that's a lot of pressure. I've felt that maybe one other time, too. And I failed that test. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> I passed mine. <laughs> nice, nice. I, you know, I usually get excited for tests. Ugh. Because they're a what challenge. What is wrong with and you? <laughs> I'm excited to see how good I can do on it. That's actually, that is true. Like, the practice tests and stuff for this CCRN have been fun because it's like, ooh, like, how well can I do? I've been a nurse for a few years. Do I know this? But, um, but no, it is stressful. It's it's stressful. I've even thought about taking the ACT. Again? Yeah, just because when I was teaching, I was working with kids, teaching them how to do well on those types of tests and yeah. stuff like that. I You'd think, probably I ace think it. I could get a 36. Yeah, I guarantee you But I'm you not going to fucking pay for What that. about, did you all take the SATs? Is that a thing? There, That was a thing that you could do, obviously, but it was mostly if you were planning on going to an out-of-state school. Okay, so only do people kids who were still doing, do that? Now it's become more common for even out-of-state schools to accept the ACT. Hmm. So most kids just take the ACT. Okay, that's what we, I did. That's what I did too. Uh, but I do know a person who took the SAT. Hmm. She was cool. Her name was Kristen. Shout out, Kristen. <laughs> so we were talking about COVID. Yes, really, we were. I mean, I don't really know where to go from there. It's still a thing. It's still surging. It's still bad. Yeah. 
And I don't know how long it will be. I mean, obviously, there's vaccines coming out now, so that's kind of interesting. I'm skeptical about this new one. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Honestly, I, I've i heard side effects. I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. But that's any vaccine. And it's new and it's fast. So, but it's exciting because, I mean, ultimately, yeah, we need a vaccine. We need something to fight this. And we don't have that. So, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 usually I'm pro vaccine. I think vaccines are awesome, especially the good ones. I Don't mean, get like, me started. We cured polio, <laughs> but because I'm not trying to put out like an anti-vaxxer vibe. No, 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 no. I mean, I know people who are anti-vaxxers. Get vaccinated. I disagree with you. So I'm sorry. I disagree with you too. But um, <laughs> skepticism about vaccines, like this new one, makes sense because there have been vaccines where bad things have happened. Yeah, and we're just testing it. And this is a very specific new new type of. Event. I think anything you put into your body should be a concern. It should be something you think about more than just, oh yeah, sure, I'll do it because you tell me to. Yeah, well, you married me, so you're a hypocrite. <laughs> okay, that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, but really, like, get vaccinated. But I have heard that, like I told you, the mRNA vaccine. But okay, it's side effects. It's a headache. I can live with a headache. I, I mean, I can. <laughs> So I don't know. I mean, I I guess if you're extremely at risk, are you going to not get it because of the side effects? I mean, even if they're just headaches? That makes sense. Yeah. If I was like a 85-year-old man, I'd probably be like, I'll take the side effects because they're not going to kill me. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's part of it. Unless they could. Vaccines have side effects. That's part of it, too, is like I've heard of a lot of people have really bad reactions to the flu shot or to the Gardasil vaccine, especially, Mm -hmm. or, you know. It's uncomfortable. It's painful. Yeah, you're putting something in your body, so your body's going to react to it. But, I mean, COVID kills people, and it also prolongs hospital stays. I mean, these patients that are getting really sick from it are in the hospital for a very long time. So, I mean, it seems worth the side effects in that instance. But that's not everybody. That's very few, you know, small group of people. Who are having side effects or who are very, very Who are getting critically ill out of the entire world. Yeah. (laughs) But... It is significant. It's mostly super unhealthy people, right? People with mostly pre-existing conditions, probably obese, probably old, most likely, right? I mean, <laughs> compromised people. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> sure. Yes and no. I don't know. I don't want to judge everybody on what they... Ultimately, yes, the people who are getting extremely sick have other comorbidities or things going on, but it is affecting people who we didn't know they had comorbidities or who... You just don't want to admit it because you want me to be more cautious about COVID. <laughs> Well, yeah, I do. I know. Um, I am being pretty cautious about COVID. (laughs) You are. I agree. You just want me to be more cautious about hygiene and stuff in general. Well, that makes you sound like a slob. Well, I totally am a slob. (laughs) I mean, I'm a stinky foot, stinky breath, stinky ass slob. This is true. Yeah. That is true. But no, I mean, I just see patients every day who are so sick from things that you might consider minor. So it's significant. But I have the immune system of a great white shark, Sarah. I don't do, get Do great sick. white sharks have good immune systems? I don't think they do. I have an immune system of an Atlantic great lobster. Okay, I took marine biology as a college course, and it was my lowest grade in college. It was my lowest grade. That's not true. No. Which part's not true? The fact that you're comparing your immune system to that of marine animals. I made up the the second marine animal. I <laughs> great, what did you say? A great, Atlantic great Atlantic lobster. Atlantic great lobster. There are very large lobsters, but I don't. I don't think that's a thing. Did you know that lobsters 
most likely live forever. Most likely. Unless killed. I'll say they get eaten. It we appears, eat them. though, that if they don't get eaten, they will live forever. And that's where the big ones come from. They're hundreds of years If they just don't old. get eaten, they don't get injured? I mean, I'm sure sometimes they do. And if they did, they would die. But if that doesn't happen, they will live Interesting. You know, until the eventual heat death of the universe. Well, okay. Let's... Or, I mean, or like Jesus Christ comes back and, okay, that could happen too. That's but. not going to happen though. Yeah, okay. That's not Let's not get into that. <laughs> 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 no, but uh, I did have a professor in college um, in pathophysiology who swore that our downfall would be a pandemic uh-huh. and it would be potentially made up in a lab. It could be some kind of attack or it could be just be something that happened to the human race. And it was kind of scary in college, like thinking about that and hearing her talk about it because she was so serious. <laughs> but then now I'm like, OK, well, the coronavirus pandemic, like that's a concern. And that's kind of scary that she talked about that while I was in school. And I, I honestly feel for nurses now coming out of school because all they know is coronavirus. The new grads and stuff that are coming out now on specifically my unit, uh, that's all they see. That's a bummer. Oh, Willow, you're so sweet. Willow. We have both of our children in this room. Winnie's down here too? Yeah, she's right there. Hanging out. Where? Oh my oh, gosh, there's right a there. girl. Come here, baby. There's my pretty winners. <laughs> she's old, Mitchell. Yeah, I know she is. She's getting old. She's got gray all in her face. and It bums me out a little. I know. God, now they're both on me. <laughs> <laughs> they love you. Oh, this is the perfect episode to have a video aspect. Yes. We were talking about your uh, professor who was talking about pandemics. pandemics. The other thing, I think I think it was that professor that talked about was like, yeah, I have no issues with the flu shot, whatever. Like, you know, obviously it has benefits. Uh, but what about like a flu shot every year for 50 years? Has there been any studies done on that? Like, is that a concern? Of course not. Yeah. So she brought up some good points to be thoughtful about and concerned about but um yeah ultimately i think nobody really kind of thought about that or really believed her until now until covid has been a thing honestly she was probably more trying to talk you guys into thinking for yourselves and just using that as a example because you should try to think that way about everything you know like try to see all the little nuanced things and it's also hard to think about things like to scale because we only live to be like 100 years old the average human you know so 100 years seems like a long time it seems like it but i think the average human well yeah but but I think, 100 years is not a very long time no <laughs> it's not that long no. it's, it's like it's a barely blip anything. it's like it's a little anything. whenever you think about history that makes me feel extremely insignificant because i'm like oh my gosh like i saw a picture the other day of I think you were looking at pictures of really old city or really c- cities and really old pictures. Yeah, what they like used the to look like in nineteen yeah. twenties. Yeah, what they used to look like versus what they look like now. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're so insignificant. Like, I mean, those people, yeah, they influenced us today, but they're gone. Yeah. They it's are weird gone. to think about. I just think about how much different the world is from then, because usually a hundred years, not much changes for humans. Like, if you go back 100 years, tons has changed. If you go back another 100 years, quite a bit has changed. Tons has changed. But if you go back another 100 years, it's <laughs> kind of the same. I kind of wish I lived then. And then another 100 <laughs> years, it's like, this is the same shit. We've been doing this same shit for 250 years. I'd like and to live And then if you them. keep going back, it's like, 
We've been doing this same shit for two... The Egyptians did the same shit pretty much for like 2,000 years. Maybe even longer. If, you know, the crazy shit that I like to read about is true. You think that's just technology? Yeah, the ability to communicate. That's what humans do in a way that no other species is able to do. But I don't feel like we communicate well or effectively in this day and age. I think we're getting over the peak of good communication. And now we're just on a downward slope that leads to nothing like i disagree <coughs> we don't talk we just assume we don't have the biological hardware to process information okay. fast enough we can receive and come in contact with information so much faster than we can process that information because of our meat brains what's the solution I don't think there's a solution. I think, honestly, I lean more towards the solution is let's let's live in a world with less data and and okay. ag- have aggregates in place that only give us the best data, you know, take ever take all the shit data out rather than have access to all data because that's what we kind of have now. How would you regulate that? How would you make that I don't know, Shadira. I'm just talking it's out of impossible. my ass. It is impossible. It's impossible. You're talking about, why are you, you asking me like, <laughs> realistic questions i'm just thinking (laughs) well yeah but i mean thoughts should have some kind of resolution they should have some kind of goal that's what you seem to think (laughs) well yeah i mean i don't i don't ascribe to that that ever you just you just think to think yeah you don't think to a purpose no and that's a problem i think you're actually right i think i might agree with you i think i spend way too much time thinking about shit that doesn't matter yes you do and that's why i need to try to turn them into stories so that they can actually have a purpose. <laughs> Making other people laugh. Or think. I think you're pretty smart. When you want to be. <sighs> no, Until I think you are. You should listen to this podcast that I listened to recently. I don't have enough time, babe. Like, oh my goodness. I do not have enough time to listen to podcasts. How do you do it? How do people who podcast have the time to listen to podcasts? That is an honest question. I do it while I'm doing other things. Yeah, okay. While I'm in the car, I listen to podcasts. Uh-huh. While I'm cleaning the house, I listen to podcasts. While I'm cutting the grass, I listen to podcasts. While I'm walking the dog, I listen to podcasts. While I'm moving data around stupid spreadsheets at work, I listen to podcasts. I can't listen to podcasts and work. I can't. Literally. I can't do it as well as I could if I wasn't. Like, I don't <laughs> listen to pod- <clears throat> I don't listen to podcasts when I work on things I give a shit about. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> that I want actually to turn out really well at the end. Yeah. I'm more of a music or just call somebody. Yeah. I talk to people on the phone. And we've talked about that, how for me, podcasts is that. Yeah. I'm I, What I'm searching for, what I'm seeking out is... Community. Commun- the companionship, really, even. Yeah. I just want to hear people talking around me so I don't feel like I'm by myself. And that's kind of what I want to produce. And that's why I was like, it'd be cool if I had a podcast that, that was just the actual people that I like. <laughs> They're my friends that I hang out with. Well, that's this. That's what this is, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but perhaps you're right. Maybe I should spend more time thinking about things that haven't a means to an end, that are a means to an end. I don't think you know what those are until you start thinking about them, so. No, I think I just want to, I want to tell stories and I want to be. You are a good storyteller. Creative. I'm not. I need to get better at it. I need I to practice good. more. You're better than me. You're comfortable in front of people and you are funny and you are good at watching people and how they react to what you say. I paid her to say this stuff. (laughs) 
No, uh, he didn't. She's right, I didn't. That just comes with the marriage. I appreciate that. That's sweet of you to say. Thank you. But I see people are so much better at it than me. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the world. There are how many people, babe? That's a good point. I mean, like, you tell me not to compare beautiful places on social media to whatever I have now because that's it makes it, I don't know, what did you say the other day? Like, it makes it... Teddy Roosevelt said, and then Ben Edwards said, comparison is the thief of joy. So why do you do it? Because rather than look at places that I might not be able to go, I look at people who might be able to show me the skills that would help me go to those places. Still comparison. It is. You're right. And it does bum me out. But it also inspires me to want to be better. That's the thing is and to you should let it bum you out. If you're going to focus that much on comparison in order for it to like in order for it to actually bum you out, yeah, that's a problem. But if you are able to just use it as inspiration, that's not a problem. Well, you're well, I think I like to use it as inspiration, but I am sometimes disappointed at myself for taking so long to realize how I could get better at these things, you know? And But now I am trying to do it like I've been writing, which has been fun. I'm writing in a lot of different ways. I need to make sure that I'm diligent about going back and finishing older projects that I've started because there's always something new that's popping into my brain and I get started working on it. Yeah, that's annoying because I would like to finish that short story that you started and that you sent me. <laughs> like, I want to know what happens. It's like you I'll left me hanging. And... Yeah, but that's a big project. Here's the thing. Here... I know, but I want an answer. Well, this is what I've started. This is what I've started to realize. I started with this huge concept and it was too big. It would take me a super long time. And I want that concept to be a thing that I create. But I've got to get good at writing before I try to do that. So I needed to practice. So I was like, okay, I'm going to practice with a shorter short story. You got to finish that story before you focus on anything else. Seriously. You left me hanging. You're going to have to wait probably no. if, about six months. Okay. I can wait six months. I'll go back to it, spend a couple of hours working on it, and get like, you know, a couple more pages every once in a while until it pops out. But then the process starts of reading it, editing it changing it, condensing it. In my mind, I, I imagine it as like a big, long script that slowly gets truncated down into more concentrated and concise versions Yeah. until every word has a purpose. Every sentence has a purpose to where it's just the most, it's just the essence of what the story is. It tells the story in the most concise and efficient way possible. So what drew you to writing i mean how is that how did this become you interviewing i know i i I didn't mean it to but it has well because i'm not creative in in any way i disagree how am i creative you make those scrapbooks you like to take pictures all the time (laughs) taking pictures makes me creative (laughs) i don't take great pictures you don't try to take great pictures Mm, okay that's not your purpose your the purpose in that picture is not for it to look beautiful it's to capture a memory for you so that's why it's different but see, I don't have that creative like side of me that I draw towards. Like I've, I spend time on. Well, I disagree. I, I've seen your camera roll, and that 
is kind of a work of art. It's no, like, that's only because I've been to pretty places. It's like, but no, it's like this thoughtscape of Sarah, like the <laughs> things that you're really interested in and that you think a lot yeah. about. It's sure. full of that. I guess that's true. So you're saying everybody has a creative side. Everybody. If you're making something that wasn't there before, you're creating something. You know? Even by talking? Yeah. I think this process right now is me being creative. (laughs) I agree. And obviously, like, now I'm capturing it, and that's creative, too. And then there's a video aspect, which you can see it. So now it's a visual art also, which is interesting. And I'm thinking about trying to make it prettier all the time and to make it sound better all the time. But I used to think I wasn't creative because I didn't realize what that meant. Does that make sense? What does it mean to be creative? I mean, I used to think of it as like you had to be like a person who draws He's or a good person at who, you know, pre- makes music or may, or yeah, or even to be, you had to be good at well, it. Well, versus just doing it. Yeah, just doing it. And, and just doing it is the thing. Yeah. That's how you get good at it. Yeah. And, and that's what sucks because now I have this thing that I want to be doing like a lot of the time. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time to do it. But that's what's cool is because when I do get to do it, it's really fun. <laughs> well, it's also like a hobby for you. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like my hobbies are not creative. Well, I guess they could be. Yeah. Mm. No, yeah, you, you're right, though. Your hobbies are a little bit more. You express yourself physically a little bit more than me, which is weird. Why is that weird? Because you're a girl. And I think that those roles are a little bit more inverted. Hmm. I mean, they're just they're just gender roles, so they're based on like basically nothing yeah. really. But yeah, like I don't express myself in sports or in in physical ways, really, other than being just dramatic. <laughs> then, then, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you like to ride your horsey. Yeah, I never, ex- uh, I never thought of it as expressing myself, but that is probably what it is. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. My horsey. Oh. Running. I enjoy running. I ran three miles today. Thank yeah. you very much. I hate running. I love it. I don't know how you could love it. So much fun. You're built like a person who would run. Okay. Little tiny feet, little skinny legs, all long legs, <laughs> and then a little sh- tiny little upper body with long skinny arms. <laughs> that makes me a runner. I'm not very fast. I just do it. You just float away. You piss me off. <laughs> I'm like... <gasps> You do sound a little. Drift away off in front of me. Yeah, well, off into the distance. Me and Winnie are just back there. Winnie's tugging on me. Winnie can't handle. Why can't we keep up with mom? She can't keep up with me. I've tried. I would like a dog that I can can run with. That that our next dog, babe. I I would too. So you stop asking me to go. (laughs) No, but you need to go. I mean, I need to find something that I can do that's not running because running just I hate it so much, and I do like that aspect of it it's like discipline thing like i'm just gonna make myself do this thing that i hate no that's not how i see it that's how i see it that's not how i see it but, and that's why i enjoy it but the last few times i went running like my knees and my ankles have hurt because i've gotten fatter and i'm just like you know what i need especially right now maybe if i when i do lose some weight and i get back to where i was like cruising at like this time last year perhaps i will run again but i'd like to do something different no i don't see running that way i see it as just like Getting clear-headed and enjoying the let off of some steam. I understand that. It's like a meditation to you. and I It also, is like a meditation. I also feel that. I've gone running when I was pissed. Yeah. And come out the other side of it not as pissed. I need somebody to run with, basically. No, but I get that. I mean, that's extremely frustrating. I do have a lot of aspects, like, 
that you need to be able to be a runner. So mm-hmm. it's easier probably for me. And I'm built like a you. troll, <laughs> like a fucking dwarf. No, you're not. My fingers. My fingers. I have the shortest fingers. <laughs> Can I have the widest feet? You know, anger from uh, what's that? What's that Pixar movie? I was asking you that yesterday. Um, Inside Out. Inside Out. I just watched that for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we watched it together. I told no. you. Was- no, 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 no. I watched it. You fell asleep and didn't watch any of it. I was like, "Hey, let's watch Inside Out. It's a really good movie. I watched it with my kids." You're like, "Oh, is it good? I don't know if it's going to be good." I Actually, like- I was kind of mad at you for watching it with your kids and not with me. A little bit. When? How did you? When did you know that I had done it? You told me that night. Yeah, you said I, I just watched <laughs> this new movie with my anatomy class or whatever class it was. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I was here waiting to watch. You remember it with that you. from all those times, all those years mm-hmm. ago? Because I didn't. I watched all it. those years ago. That was like two and a half years ago. That's a long ass time. That's ago. not that long. Oh, that's silly. <laughs> I do feel like sometimes I struggle with my memory. Do you ever feel that way? Is it normal? Ooh, sometimes I do, but there's usually a reason. <laughs> no, not if there's a reason. Just like. <sighs> I don't know, like, you struggle to remember specifics and then somebody says something and you're like, oh, okay. Well, memory is is fallible because the way that we store memories... No, no, I was wrong. Well, it's every time you recall a memory, there may be parts of it that you don't recall and you'll fill in those parts. Yeah. And then when you store that memory, you store it as this edited version of itself. So imagine you recall a situation. I was just talking to TJ the other day. The story, I told a story about, to Ben Edwards, about like how we had, you know, vandalized this property. (laughs) Wait, what? Was this on the podcast? Yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. You vandalized a property? Uh, So then a very, a little bit. By taking down their Confederate flag. We, yeah, that was one property. (laughs) That was one property. And then... Like a a couple evenings later, we chopped down somebody's tree at another property with Whoa. some hedge trimmers. I Dang. remember a butcher knife. TJ was like, "Nah, bro, it was hedge trimmers." Hedge, I also a tree. Yes, I also remember lighting the flag on fire and Whoa. dropping it on a thing. Turns out, and I do remember this now, we lit it on fire at TJ's house. We were like, "Let's burn this Confederate flag because it's wrong." Right. We couldn't get the light on fire, so we we're like, "You know what? Let's just take it to this place and put it on this." So you stole it from somebody's house. Uh-huh. You took it somewhere. To so destroy it. We tried to destroy it. We couldn't destroy it. So then we took it to these people that we Scissors, also didn't like. And a knife? put it on there well and chopped down their tree. You chopped down their tree? What? Why? That's pretty rough. Angsty kids. Yeah. Angsty so kids. I never vandalized. My brother's friends chopped down a tree in our backyard. My dad like freaked out. They were all kind of scared of him. But I did break into a place one time. Wow. I was just going with emotions. Oh, my God. What place? It was a country club. And it was late at night. And it was their pool. (laughs) And it was skinny dipping. (laughs) Broke into a pool. Granted, I was, like, super young and just going with all the people. 14? That's super young. That's super young to be naked with your friends. Well, I never got naked. Uh, I didn't do it. I refused. Chicken shit. Yeah, I was. I was extremely chicken shit. I was with all these other cross-country high school girls that did it. It was hysterical, though. It was really funny. Last time I went skinny dipping was Man Camp 2016, maybe? Mm-hmm. Toka Lake. 
Patoka Lake. Patoka you Lake. skinny dipped in Patoka Lake. Oh yeah, girl. We were. Uh, it was. Uh, we had Whoa. the campsite. We had two campsites. Two uh, attached campsites side to side, right by the boat ramp. It got to be about one o'clock in the morning. We had this. Uh, this is a. This is a really awkward story. Now that I'm telling it out loud, I'm on, excited on the podcast. Okay, tell me. Uh, we had this. Uh, it was like an inflatable mattress, and we floated it out into the middle. Is this a parent trap kind of story? Of the pond. And uh, we were playing King of the Hill on it, and it was really fun. Naked? Well, the first night, no. <laughs> but then the second night, we were like, let's skinny dip. Oh, my so God. So we were skinny dipping. And then we were like, y'all want to play King of the Hill again? <laughs> so we did. And it was really fun. I don't know. It was super fun. fun. It was more slippery. That's weird. Fully naked. <laughs> yeah. It was harder. I bet. It was like more of a challenge. <laughs> it was really fun. The gladiators used to wrestle naked, Sarah. It's uh, nothing I mean, weird about it no, at all. No, I'm fine with being naked. I've, I've been skinny dipping since then, but this specific time I was a freshman in high school. I was extremely uncomfortable. I think my parents like encouraged me to go join cross country because they wanted me to like be more rebellious because I was such a rule follower. And so I, I didn't skinny dip and I was like, trying to convince all the other people like let's go back to the house like there are cameras like were there cameras oh there were cameras oh god i bet they sold that footage i mean it was a country club there are definitely footage of your friends (laughs) on websites all over the place (laughs) no this was early this is like 2008 (laughs) totes totes (laughs) totes <laughs> you should have seen the websites that me and my friends were on in 2008 you would what? not even believe you were it. on websites. oh you not like us but like viewing okay like snuff films you could find anything on the internet in 2008 is when the well, internet was like the wild wild west yeah that's true i guess i wasn't really on the internet teenage in skinny dippers no, all yeah kinds it's of... probably there but no i <laughs> i freaked out and so me and a group of girls like took a car back to the house and locked all the other ones out so then there were just naked girls running around the house in a super nice neighborhood. But it was funny. Yeah. I went home early. And that was that was like high school Mitch's dream. My parents picked me up early because I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I was a little baby. How old were you, 14 when this happened? Yeah. I got pick, I got picked up early from a, from a sleepover in like seventh grade. But I will say. Middle school. Middle Ooh. school. How old was you? How old was seventh grade? Third, 12. 12. 11. I was 12, probably 12. 11, 11 going on 12. 12. Yeah, right yeah. around there. And uh, I stayed the night at a friend's house and we watched this movie, which was like nothing I've ever seen before. It was, there's lots of wieners in it. There's like lots of nudity. I have a movie that I, yeah, I distinctly remember when I was that old watching and it scarred me for life. I was like, whoa. And then we snuck out of the house and we went and we were throwing rocks at cars over this overpass. What? And they were smoking cigarettes. Sounds like that's this bad. is just not my vibe. That's horrible. Okay. Like I like to read <laughs> sci-fi books. You could like, kill people. I, like that dude, is bad. Hey. Look. I just you know, they just broke into a pool. Like you threw rocks at people. That's pretty terrible. I threw no rocks. But I observed rocks being thrown. What was the movie? It was called like Orgasmo. Okay. It was like really? a superhero <laughs> whose powers were he could give you an orgasm. That's amazing. With his mind. Yeah, I know. Why don't you have that power? No, I'm just kidding. I pretty much do. What I year was this? Do. 2000. And, oh, wait a second now. Whoa. Can I Google it? 2002 maybe. Can I Google it? Yeah, look it up. Orgasmo. Orgasmo. See, that's another thing that I need to do. I need to get screen caps. You do. But then I'd have to sit okay. with like a computer Whoa. in front of me. Are you sure? What was it? 
Orgasmo is a 1969, I can't say that word, film starring Carol Baker and Lou Castile. It was definitely an old movie at the time even. But this, we were watching 1969 thriller drama, an hour and a half. Orgasmo. Uh, okay, thriller drama doesn't sound right to me. Thriller drama doesn't sound right. It's on Netflix, babe. It's on Netflix. No, there's no way this movie's on Netflix. Show me. Is it about a superhero? <laughs> Are you reading the- Okay, the Netflix description says, oh my God, yes. Well, okay, what's a nice Mormon missionary doing in a porno? Why, being the first porn star superhero, of course. That's exactly, that's the movie. <laughs> that's the movie. That's hysterical. We should watch this movie. Okay, let's watch it. We should watch it, yeah. No, okay, the movie for me. Do you want to guess? <sighs> Was it was it a movie? I'm, I mean, I'm older. I mean, I'm younger than yep, you. Yeah, yeah. So wait a second now. So and this was this was probably middle to high school that I saw this with luck, a group Chuck. of girls, and it was a thriller, thriller like horror, and it freaks nudity? me out to this. Yes, lots of nudity. Uh, there was some nudity. Like, okay, it says 2009 scary rated movie? R, 2009 horror spl- slash splatter. What's a splatter like film? Like lots of gore. It got 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. What was it called? It was You're... called The Human Centipede. Oh, yeah, The Human Centipede. I actually never saw The Human Centipede, but I had a friend who was really into That's it. It's horrible. She really liked it. It's really freaky. I don't even remember half of it, but it was freaky. Well, they sewed what. each other's, ma- their mouths to their anus. There were, th- there were three of them. Yeah. And they were all sewed together. Mm-hmm. Not you know? the anus. That's ultimately. But it's like, how do you make that a movie? Like, really? That was it. That's that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it, but you know, I had a friend who was really, she really enjoyed it. She liked the experience. Enjoyed it. She, it was the, ex- some people are seeking out the you were experience in, you were that in you college. had. I was a baby still. That's a so. good point. Yeah, that's a good point. How the fuck did we get to this place? I don't know. Should we dinner? Do you want to dinner and come back? Yeah. Okay, let's dinner and come back. Guys, hang tight for us. Do you see that? I see her. She's so cute. Yeah. We snuggled today. Yeah. Did you get my Snapchat? I saw it. She looked chubby. No, she wasn't chubby. She enjoyed a belly rub. What cat enjoys a belly rub? This is why you need to get strays. I have a I have a bit about strays. Tell it. I don't know it right off. I have it's just it, I haven't even worked it out. Open mic night. There are some open mic nights. I might try to do some open mic nights, but I really need to work on it a whole lot more. You should. All right. Man, I went to an open mic night one time with Dave Vandelberg in the it was in the uh second floor of this old building, Max it was Max Doe House. Yeah. They have a upstairs. Is that not there anymore? Well, it's owned by the same people and it's a different restaurant though. Okay. But they would have stand up in the upstairs and the first comic to go on was like this forty five year old man and he seemed like he was the nicest guy. Was he seemed he good? so sweet and oh no. Oh no, no, no. And you could tell that like he was like a business guy, he probably mm. was a pretty successful business person. I'd say probably like fifties, kind of stocky, short but fit, salt and pepper hair, bright blue eyes, beautiful. He was a beautiful man, and he was up there. And he, was just, he had confident. He was confident at the mm-hmm. very beginning, and he starts doing his bit, and you could tell that it was just like shit. That no, he did it great. He, you could tell it was just shit that he like told to his family. Mm. And his family had laughed at it, and they were like, you should be a stand-up comedian. Oh, no. And he was like, I'm going to give it a shot. And he got up there and started telling these stories. And you could tell he was so excited about them at first. 
and nobody was laughing. Oh no! And slowly, he uh, he did like probably about six or seven minutes. Was it and, not funny? No, no, none of it was funny at all. It was That's not awful. Funny. It was like he was just telling family stories. Well, do you remember in New York City we went to? What was it called? The comedy Cellar. Super freaking cool night. Yeah, it was. Probably I one had of the not experienced comedy in that way, <sighs> and I want to experience it every day. Like, they put our phone in a container. Yeah, <laughs> like it was amazing. But the girl who opened for the main comic, what was his name? I don't even know his name. Well, it wasn't really. It was just a regular show, so there wasn't really a main comic. Okay. Well, the girl who was, like, initially there first. The very first girl. Yeah. She was not funny at all. And I felt bad for her because not many people laughed. I tried to laugh, like, to make her feel good. <laughs> Is that bad? No. Should I not? <laughs> no, it's nice. I didn't know how to be a spectator at a comedy show. I really didn't. You let that person up there take over your brain. And if they're doing a good job of it, they'll surprise you with what they think for you. And it'll be amusing for you. We should go to more comedy shows because it's fun. It is fun. I'm hungry. If this video does make it up onto Patreon... We're wearing different clothes. It's oh, no. not because Shh. we fucked, which is a hundred percent what you guys think is happening. But right we did. We d- in the meantime, yes, we did. Shh. In the meantime, but that's not the reason why. We this is actually not after dinner. This is like the whole next day. Why would you tell them that? What I feel is like wrong it's with more, you? I feel like it's more transparent, just being fully out in the open. But I don't have to put this in the podcast recording, the audio recording, mm. so we can take that out. That's a cool new thing that I'm going to do now. I was wondering, okay, so I did have a question for you today. You clap at the beginning to like sync the video and audio, but when you edit the audio, are you also editing the video? No. So how do you make a match? So you leave the video as it is for the, uh, or the audio as it is for the video? I don't want extra work. So what I plan to do is I plan to release the video on Patreon completely unedited. Okay. With li- with the only parts I plan on cutting out are parts where fucking nothing's happening. But everything else is going to be He's in there. there. Okay. Everything that's said, long, because sp- I don't feel like editing the video. Yeah. I'm very comfortable with editing in Audacity. I like that process. It works for me. And so I want to keep editing in there. And if I want to edit the video... And and the audio and have them match, mm-hmm. like what I release as just the audio version also is the same exact thing as the video version. I either can't edit or I have to edit both at the same time. Okay. And video editing software is not Hard. precise enough yeah. to where, I mean, like I can edit in Audacity where like I can remove something and you can't even it, tell. You, there's no way you could tell. Yeah, video would be harder to do that. And video would be harder to do that because you'd also have jump cuts. You'd One have thing jump you cuts, need you know to do I mean? is turn on your light. You think so? Good point. See, that's why I have you. That's why you're here. <laughs> For the details. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, yes. you're so cute. Why am I cute? I don't know. This is fun. I enjoy just hanging out with you in, in our stu- in the studio in the basement and just chatting. Yeah. You know, I did not run today. Oh. I know. I feel very guilty. 
I know you sent me a Snapchat at like three, <laughs> and you were cuddling with Winifred. And I was like, damn, she's been cuddling uh, with Winifred quite a bit today. I ordered some Christmas presents online. Fun. For you and for my, my parents. And I was lazy. And also, part of that was I was No, just, that's productive, girl. I was extremely sore from yesterday, my run yesterday. Sure. I, I was. Sure I had to stretch when I got up. It was a run. Shut up. <laughs> I ran three miles, okay? Hush up. You're good. You did a good job. A lot of physical activity. But yeah, so no, I gave myself a break day. And tomorrow, I will run again. Good for you. Good for you. That's why I can eat three cheese nachos from Qdoba. You, you know what I hope people don't notice who are watching the video? Actually, I'm not even going to say it out loud because I'm not going to release the video. What is wearing the same socks as yesterday? Nobody notices that. Yeah, we were talk- We talked yesterday about how I'm a gross, nasty person. So We did not. Yeah, we did. We said talked about how I'm stinky and I'm gross. Well, you are stinky, Wear the same socks two you're days a dude. in a row. You're a man. That ultimately means you're stinky and gross, right? No, no. I got some friends who are dudes who are not stinky and gross. Listen, you did not get the correct cootie shot growing up, so I'm convinced you have cooties. Oh, my God. We talked about this in Dave Vandenberg's podcast. Which one is it? Line, line, dot, dot. Operation <laughs> Cootie Shot. A shot is not an operation. Okay. And first of all, you used to say it was circle, circle. So you've completely no. changed your mind. It has always been line, line, dot, dot. A dot is a circle if you think about it exactly. just at the edge. So why would you have two circles? <laughs> Get out of here. Listen, I give vaccines like in my profession. So it's not an operation. It's a intramuscular injection. I do it all the time. Okay, so what do you think it is? Well, now I can't remember if it was circle, circle, or line, line. But I think it's circle, circle, dot, dot. Now you got the cootie shot. Uh, everything about that was wrong. No. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Now you got the cootie shot. Mm-mm-mm. I actually like the cadence of that better. Yeah. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Now, now you, you got, got the, the cootie, cootie shot. shot. Mm. Exactly. Ah, it works. Ah, ah, ah. It is. It's better. Yeah. But it's actually line, line, dot, dot. Now you got the cootie shot. Line, line, dot, dot. Now you got the cootie shot. Okay. I don't know why, but when, for some reason, I want to talk about this. When was your first ever memory? <sighs> ever. I feel like I was probably about three. Oh, take a minute. Take a minute. Think back. To what you actually remember, not what your brain has told you you remember. I think I was about three. Three? And my parents... Three years old. I think so. Whoa. Maybe four, maybe a little bit older. My parents got me a Ninja Turtle blow-up tube for Christmas. Like for a pool? Or just a blow-up tube? To like climb through. Well, what's the point? (laughs) I'm blowing it It was like a toy. Okay. (laughs) And you could play inside of it. Okay. <laughs> I was three. Okay. Where like, were you four? Maybe I was four. I was probably four. Only okay. four makes more sense. Yeah. And it was Christmas and I got Ninja Turtles. I also got a Ninja Turtle mask. I remember dropping gum in my dad's hair. Were you on his shoulders? Yeah. But I don't know how old I was. But I remember doing it and laughing. Oh, that's mean. I know. But I mean, it was funny. Fell out of my mouth into his hair. I mean, that's funny. I also kind of, I don't know if I remember potty training. I don't at all. But I think I might remember my sister potty training. Oh, that's interesting. 
Because I have so many stories that my mom's told me about me watching my brother potty train, which I know is weird, but I mean, You're that's younger you, than your brother. Yeah, that's what you do with your siblings. Like, they teach you as well. But I don't remember any of it. You watched your, you were alive while your brother was potty training? We're not that big of a difference. Yeah. How much older is he than you? Two, a little over two years. See, my sister's a little under two years younger than me. And I feel like I was potty trained before she was born. Okay, maybe not potty training, but I remember watching him go to the bathroom. I guess that's more so. That's weird. I remember watching him stand up to pee and it was like, okay, I want to stand up to pee. And I tried it and I peed all over myself. That's normal. That's a girl thing. Okay. Once I don't think that's normal. That's I think normal. Should, I think that's something you should feel shame about. <laughs> <laughs> You're so rude. <laughs> I do remember actually going on a hike with my brother and my cousin who both could stand up to pee very easily. And then I tried to do it and I peed all over my shoes on this hike. So we just had to keep going with like me with pee soaked shoes. You just wanted a wiener? What did you want? Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It's, it's, not, it's so convenient. It is kind of convenient. But no, I mean, but I figured it out now. Like, then there's a lot of like associated with like how big it is. Okay, and well, small, I don't want that. It sucks. I figured out now how to pee without on my, sh- like pee on my shoes while hiking. So we're good. You just got to get, just got to get like a little squat going. A little wide, wide, wide base. You got to hug a tree. Oh, that's weird. Okay, I see. Hug that tree. Makes sense, and then you get the squat going. Mm-hmm. Oh, how Willow. Willow. That's a good kitty. She has snuggled so hard mm-hmm. today and yesterday. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has been a good podcast. I know you think probably that it hasn't been a it's good been podcast. Terrible. It's been absolutely terrible. Because we haven't really talked about anything as far no, as you, no, no. you're concerned. You're, you're not asking me questions. You're just wanting me to participate in conversation, and that makes me uncomfortable. I don't. I don't know how to do that. You did a great job. Are we done? Is it over? It pretty much can be. I feel like we should oh, we should just kind of chill and chat until our Qdoba gets here. What is your favorite thing about being married? Doing it. Legitimately. <sighs> what is your favorite thing about being married? <laughs> You're not going to like my answer. I don't care. What's your answer? <laughs> my favorite thing about being married. Yes. The financial security that comes from having a partner who makes more money than me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's a terrible answer. But I understand it. I don't know that I make that much more than you. You do. Oh my God. $20,000 more a year. Okay, what was your favorite part of our wedding day? Ooh. Mm. I didn't even, the wedding day wasn't as much fun as planning it. Yeah. I liked putting it together almost more than the actual day. Yeah. I think the organizational aspect of it was kind of fun. I think we could have eloped and been just as happy. To be completely honest with you, I think if nobody was there but you and me, we would have been as as happy, this might be controversial, as we were with all of our friends. Yeah, but I I enjoyed putting... I liked throwing the party. The party was fun. I liked seeing the people that I care about there, and I, I liked that they were able to have fun. Yeah. I'm glad that my friends were able to party. Yeah. I mean, like, I barely even got to talk to most of those right. people. 
Right. But yeah. I was glad that I was able to create. That's why planning that was, experience for them. That's why planning it was the fun part because I was I was excited to create this experience for the people that I cared about. Okay. And so putting that experience for them together for them was the most fun part for me. I agree. That was really fun because I because I love those people and I've had a lot of fucking fun at their yep. weddings. Yep. And I wanted to do that for them. Yep. Their weddings have been fun. The ones that I've gone to. But I haven't gone to many because they were a lot, a lot of them married before I met you. Yeah. Most of my friends got married before we met. And see, a lot of my friends still aren't even married. Which is dope because I'm excited about taking advantage of their weddings. Hell and yeah. I've had a f- lot of fun at the last couple of weddings. We went to two we weddings just in the last couple of months. Yeah. And they were extremely fun. Yeah. And I pretty much wooed your friends. Now all your friends are in love with me. Mm, I don't know about that. Oh, totally, totally, totally. Okay. What is your favorite thing I do for you? Where are these coming from? Google. This is cruel, I feel like. A little bit cruel. Putting me on the spot. You didn't ask me, hey, do you want to answer some questions about our marriage? You just started asking me these questions. What's my favorite thing? What's my favorite thing that you do for me? I feel like I shouldn't say it on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Because I don't know. For real though, no. What's my favorite thing that you do for me? You're patient with me almost all the time. And you have a lot of good reasons to get frustrated with me. And you don't. Mm. And I appreciate that a lot. Okay. But I also like it when you do that thing with your tongue. <laughs> okay. That's my second favorite That's thing. your second favorite? Right, yeah. But your actual favorite? Yeah. You just won't say it? I like that the most. Okay. <laughs> Way more important. Okay. Duly noted. Noted. What is my most annoying trait? <sighs> I know what yours is. You know what mine is? I know what I think yours is. You know what you think I'm going to say now, or you no. know what you think is the most annoying thing about me? Yes. It's when you ask me to do something. This is the this is the most annoying thing that you do. Okay. It's when you ask me to do something that I don't want to do. Yeah. yeah. And then I do it because I love you. And then you're like, you did a bad job at that. When do I tell you you do a bad job when you made me at? drive places. You criticize my driving. Okay, I should just stop asking you to drive places because you're a terrible driver. I know. You're a horrible driver. I, know. I I fear for my life when you drive. Fair, you should. Multiple times during the drive. I've already come to the terms that I should not ask you to drive. Right. And when I ask you to drive now, in the last month, I assume the responsibility. And I understand that we may die. I'm out of practice, too. I know. I didn't so, drive for a lot for a very long time. I accept. You will note that in the last couple of times you've driven places, I have not said a word. It's not because you've been good. You've been extremely. <laughs> <laughs> you've been so bad. On our way home the other night, I really wanted to say something. I I was slightly praying a cop would pull you over. A little bit. A little bit. I wanted to do it and take it. Which is not good because that's not good for either of us. But. I don't say anything anymore. I, I bite my tongue and I look the other way. You suck at driving. That's fair. I don't know why I'm a good driver. I think I just have good hand-eye coordination and fast <laughs> reflexes. But, I mean, that's just I think it's because you're patient. That. I think it's because you're patient. I'm in a hurry the whole time. I'm not in a hurry, so I'm able to assess Let's the situation. Let's get where I want to be. Yeah. No, I'm not in a hurry. I'm never in a hurry. I'm always in a hurry. That's you just want me to navigate. Question. You just want me to be paying attention. No, you're a terrible navigator. See, that's my most annoying thing for you that I think. Do you want to know? Yeah, yeah. 
You get spacey. Yeah, yeah, I don't pay attention. I ask you to do something and you completely don't even know what I even said the last two seconds. Yeah, I don't pay attention. You don't pay attention. So then you're like out. So that's why you're a bad navigator. Because you're like, oh, we should have turned five miles ago. I'm like, well, shit, now where do we go? I don't know. Let's see. Do right. you see my it's dilemma? Bad. No, I totally understand. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I live with me. That's, I totally know what that's, that's like. That's my, that's my most it's annoying. Sucks. <laughs> but it's like, right, you're right, you're right. Okay. That's why I get lost. Yes. Right. And so you're not used to getting lost, but I'm used to getting lost. I hate being lost. <laughs> you are used lost. to being lost. You're like, well, shit, I'm lost again. And I'm like, what? No, like actually lost. Like actually lost for me means like really bad. No, I'm not ever actually lost. I just miss my ex and I'm like, fuck, I gotta turn around. And I actually don't, I get annoyed when I do that with myself because I'm always in a hurry. So, you know, it's like two things that work against It's themselves. like a lose-lose situation. Oh, totally. I don't I li- I, that's my life. I live in a lose-lose situation. I, I, do- I snuck into this marriage with you. The one good thing. <laughs> no, you- the rest of the things are just lose-lose situations. In. We had a full relationship for six months before you asked me to marry you. Yeah. Does that seem fast? Yeah, it had to Do be Do you fast. feel like it was fast, our relationship? It had to be. Otherwise, you wouldn't have agreed. No, that's that's totally. not possible. Yeah, totally. I conned you into this marriage. I feel like when you asked me, would you like me to be your husband? Like, I was waiting for you to ask me that forever. I asked you. I was like, all right, I feel myself slipping into old patterns of behavior. I better get her to marry me now before she sees my true colors. But we were engaged for over a year. So that doesn't even make sense. That's true. At that point, you were like, it was like, did you want to break off an engagement? Did you want to be that person? No, oh. I, had you, I had you trapped. Had you trapped. I'm sorry about ruining your life. Bill, Susan, I'm sorry about ruining your life. I love her. He didn't ruin my life. Oh, hush I up. didn't mean to. This happens, though. Okay, this is a serious question. When you're home alone, without me there, do you close the door when you use the bathroom? No. You leave it wide open? Yeah. Does Willow come in? Yes. Uh, so I do close it probably, but I don't make a point of closing it and locking it. You lock it when I'm home? Not always. If I'm if I'm taking a doo doo, yes. I can unlock it, Mitchell. It's extremely easy. You I know, gonna... but here's the thing. Here's the difference between you and me. When I encounter a locked door, I think, how can I get inside of here? When you encounter a locked door, you think, I'm probably not supposed to go in there. <laughs> So not when I know you're behind it. If you know I'm pooping, you're probably like, I don't want to go in there. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Let's end this podcast. Where's our food at? I want to keep asking you these questions because okay, these are funny. Keep going. And weird. Like, who wrote this? Okay, what is your favorite smell? Roosters. Of course chicken it's wings. food. Of course it's food. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Do you know what mine would be? Well, like, I don't know. Do you even know? Roses. No. The smell of your horse's poop? A barn. Yeah, poop. Horse poop. Your no. favorite smells horse poop. No, a barn full of horses and their sweat and their eee, fur and their poop and their hair and their breathing. Uh huh. Gross. <sighs> smells so good. Okay. What was your favorite toy as a kid? Did you, were you a GI <gasps> kind of dude? Like gastrointestinal? <laughs> Were you a G.I. Joe kind of no. dude? Do I seem like a G.I. Joe kind of dude? A G.I. Jew? I don't know what that is. <laughs> I wasn't is. a G.I. Jew either. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a gastrointestinal Jew. <laughs> all, all, all the love to my Jewish brothers out there and sisters. No, but. Do you know any Jewish people? Yeah. Okay, what was your favorite toy? Probably my Game Boy. Probably my Game Boy. 
I had a Game Boy. Damn, I love my Game Boy too. Color, and I played Pokemon. It was um, pink. Red, blue. Mine was the mine was the clear purple one. Clear purple, you're a nerd. That wasn't my favorite toy, though. What was your favorite toy? It was my life-size Barbie doll. She was as tall as me. My sister had one of those. However, my brother's friends marked all over her face with Sharpie and hung her in a tree. Damn. So after they did that, it was my horse. That's not, is that a toy? What's your favorite memory about us? Our honeymoon was dope. Everything about our honeymoon was awesome. I loved every moment of it. I see. Even the fighting with I, you. I feel like when I describe our honeymoon, though, people are like, oh, okay. Like, doesn't sound like a fun trip to them. Why? I don't know. I Most mean, it was people amazing. just want to go sit on a beach and, and drink. And, and do get, nothing. And do nothing, yeah. We did fun shit. Have you ever stolen anything before? Tons of stuff. Have you? I think so. You don't even know? Damn, I've stolen all kinds of shit. I don't know specifically what, but I think I stole candy from a candy shop one time. I stole candy from work all the time when I worked at Meyer. I just eat a candy bar. I think I stole some cream from work one time. You are terrible. No, I didn't do that. That was that was not me. It was my coworker. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but our food is not going to be here for forever. Eight sixteen. It's the estimated delivery time. Mm. You want to wrap this up? Mm-hmm. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. Put a bow on top of it. I love you. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. It's going to be a horrible time. All right, guys. So there's the podcast. Wasn't it wonderful? Isn't Sarah just perfect? Can you can you imagine what she must think? She has to be miserable. I don't know how she puts up with me. But I'm glad that she does. And I'm so grateful that she made this podcast with me. Honey, I love you. You're wonderful. Thank you so much. Guys, don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a like, a rating, a review, whatever. Share the show. Check out JustFriendsPod.com. You know what to do. Like us on Facebook. And... Most importantly of all, be sure to tune in next week when we have another wonderful conversation with another fantastic friend. Until then, guys, take care of yourselves. Be kind to one another. I hope you have a fantastic week. I know it's the holidays. Don't let COVID get you bummed out. Enjoy spending some time with the people that you love and know that I love you and appreciate you so much. Bye.